Today's episode of Office Hours is sponsored by Holding Hangers. Each week, I am hearing from ladies who thought I was crazy to be this excited by hangers, but they trusted me anyway and took the plunge. Now they're converts who love them just as much as I do. Holding hangers are truly different, and if you're looking for a better way to hang your items like pants, skirts, and off-the-shoulder tops and dresses, check out holding hangers. No more wrinkles, no more crease marks, no more annoying loops in your tops, just an organized closet with ready-to-wear clothes. Everyday Style School listeners can take 15% off of their first purchase by going to holdinghangers.com and using code STYLE15. That's STYLE15 in all caps, or just visit today's show notes for the link. Welcome back to Office Hours, the weekly show of the Everyday Style School podcast, where we answer just one question submitted by you, you gorgeous, lovely ladies, to help make style easier and getting dressed more fun. Today, we are discussing outlet stores and whether or not they're a good deal. Just like the last episode of Office Hours, this week's question came about in a conversation, and honestly, I had no idea people didn't really understand what outlet stores and increasingly off-price stores are all about these days. But since three of the five women I was talking to thought that outlet stores were something totally different than what they really are, the question earned a spot in Office Hours. Before we dive in, when I say outlet stores, I'm talking about the stores you see at outlet malls that usually have the word outlet or factory after their name, like the Adidas outlet, Gap factory store, et cetera, et cetera. When I say off-price stores, for the purposes of this conversation, I'm talking about stores like Nordstrom Rack, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and so on and so on. But to understand what these stores are today, you have to understand what these stores used to be. Originally, factories had a shop attached to their factory where they sold overstocks and imperfect items at a discount, first to their employees and then to the general public. These shops were called factory outlets. They were kind of bargain basement treasure hunts, but you had to be okay with a color that didn't go over with the general public well, or a sweater with a little hole in it, or you know, swimsuits in the middle of January. You were never going to find perfectly made basic black pants in popular sizes in a factory outlet. Original factory outlets were the land of misfit toys, basically. In the 70s, companies that owned a few brands grouped their factory outlets together and the first outlet malls were born. These were still overruns, off-season, and flawed merchandise. Alternatively, some brands sent their overstocks to off-price retailers like TJ Maxx. Again, these were bargain treasure hunts. You would find one-of-a-kind pieces, not full-size runs or a different colorway in a single piece. They were just sort of one-offs. In the 80s and 90s, retail development and management companies further consolidated outlets by creating outlet malls that featured lots of different brands that weren't necessarily owned by the same company, such as Gap and Adidas. It's really here that outlet malls started to change. Factory stores went from one or two locations where brands could consolidate their overstock and fill an entire store to hundreds of locations that needed merchandise. All of a sudden, retailers actually needed to create inventory to fill the stores. 
Think about this for a minute. If there was enough clothing left over from a single season of Gap, let's say, to stock a couple of hundred outlet stores, some people would be getting fired. From the designer who designed the stuff that nobody wanted to buy, to inventory managers and buyers who went crazy having millions of extra pieces created each season. If that happened, heads would roll and it doesn't work like that. These days, inventory forecasting and buying have become so precise that there are typically very few pieces left in a mainline store. And it's cheaper for the stores to just clearance them out right there than it is to send them to another location. Today, virtually 100% of the merchandise in outlet stores was created for the outlet store. It's a different line, basically a different brand. The tags are different. Everything. You cannot return a regular Gap purchase to Gap Factory and vice versa because they operate as completely different entities. It's like Gap and Old Navy. Gap Factory and Gap, they're two different things. Same parent company, totally different stores. That's how you have to look at outlet stores today. This is why you can now find a full-size run of pieces in outlet stores and why things come in multiple colors and why you can now buy basic black pants in an outlet store. Also, it's why they have websites for factory stores now because it's not just a collection of one-off random pieces. These are fully functional lines under the umbrella of a larger company, just with outlet or factory store in the name and a slightly different tag. These are fully functional lines under the umbrella of a larger company, just with outlet or factory store in the name and a slightly different tag. They have nothing in common with traditional factory outlets. Similarly, stores like TJ Maxx have exploded so much that they had to come up with their own lines or have other brands create lines that are just sold in TJ Maxx or other off-price stores in order to have enough inventory to fill those stores. However, these stores still do get overstocks from brands who don't necessarily have their own stores to sell in. I would say stores like TJ Maxx, Nordstrom Rack, and the like are probably now, I don't know, 70% exclusives and 30% actual overstocks. Now, this is not a verifiable scientific number. This is just what I see when I'm in those stores, and obviously, it varies from store to store. Although I did notice in Nordstrom Rack a few months ago, they had like two racks that had signs above that said, these pieces are from Nordstrom, which frankly is a good indication that everything else is not from Nordstrom. So that's where we are. Outlets and off-price stores are filled with merchandise that has been created specifically for the outlets and off-price stores. They are no longer the bargain treasure hunts they used to be. They're a separate thing unto themselves. But this discussion is not, what is the history of outlet malls? The question is, are outlets actually a good deal? So let's talk about that. Now that you know that the merchandise in outlet stores did not at any time hang in the regular store, we can be a little bit more objective. Long story short, there are deals to be had at outlet malls, just like with regular stores. They have sales and clearance and they do store promotions. But the biggest issue I have with quote unquote deals at outlet stores is that they compare their prices in merchandise to their mainline store counterparts, even though they have nothing in common. For example, a pair of jeans at Banana Republic Factory might say on the tag $69.99, compare at $98.50, which is what a similar pair would retail for in a Banana Republic store. 
This leads you to believe that you're getting a great deal, which it would be if you were buying the $100 jean for 70 bucks, but you're not buying the same jean. You're buying a similar looking jean made from lesser quality materials and with lower quality construction. If you listen to my episode on building a high quality wardrobe, you'd be able to spot these differences right away. The buttons are cheaper. The materials aren't quite as nice. The seams aren't finished in the same way. You are paying less for an item that is worth less. Keep that in mind. So are outlets a bad deal then? No, not necessarily. If you like the merchandise and you're getting it at a price that feels like a deal to you, It's a bargain, but don't think just because it's in an outlet store that it's inherently a good deal. It's not, not anymore. The price reflects the quality. Bottom line, there's nothing wrong with outlet stores. They're another option if you like a brand's aesthetic and want a lower price, but they're not automatic deals because those lower prices are reflected in lower quality materials and construction. Today's outlets have nothing in common with the factory outlets of yesteryear. So when you're evaluating outlet store items, don't compare them to anything else, either price or quality wise. Just judge them on their own merits. Thank you to the ladies who sparked this question. And if you're listening and have a question you'd like me to cover in office hours, email it to podcast at youreverydaystyle.com. Head over to the show notes at youreverydaystyle.com slash episode 42 for links and resources from today's episode. Once again, I'd like to thank Holding Hangers for sponsoring the show today. And don't forget to hop over and visit them at holdinghangers.com and use code STYLE15, all caps, to take 15% off of your first purchase. That's all I've got for you today. I'll see you next week.